Welcome to the OFR Farm Report, your look at the Atlanta Braves minor league system brought to you by OutfieldFlyRule.com, hosted by Andy Harris and Matt Kritzberg. Hey everybody, welcome to the OFR Farm Report podcast. With me as always, my co-host, Matt Kritzberg. Hey Matt, how you doing? I'm great, how about yourself? Not too shabby. Uh, you know, Darius Vines pitching very well right now. We're uh, recording this on uh, Wednesday, a little after nine o'clock. He's down, uh, but at least one of his runs was due to a foul ball that was called a pass ball by a blind umpire. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I got kind of concerned when he allowed two solo home runs the following inning, but I mean, he cleaned everything up after that and got a quality start out of it. So nice work by Darius Vines. Yeah. Which, you know, let, let's let's let this be our first topic of the day. So the Braves, they are very close to clinching best record in the National League, which will give them home field advantage throughout uh, the National League portion of the playoff side. And they will likely clinch best record in Major League Baseball, which would give them home field advantage in a potential World Series. So with that in mind, how worried are you right now in the wake of IL stints for Max Fried and Charlie Morton and let's just say less than impressive production from Bryce Elder over the last month or so? How, how worried are you about Braves starting pitching? Not terribly worried. I mean, I think I think the NLDS is going to be fine. I mean, you got Freed and I think Freed will be fine. I think they're just working on that blister. I mean, we're not talking about a shoulder or an elbow or something like that. I think once they get enough treatment on the blister, they'll they'll get him cleaned up. Between him and Strider, they'll be able to make four out of the five possible starts during that series. It's just a matter of who takes game three. And right now, Elder's been pretty concerning. I, I think he'll get one more start here before the end of the season if it goes like this past start went for him. I think they might have to reevaluate the plans for that particular spot in the rotation. Right. And, and then I'm not sure what they're going to do there because the other options really aren't too inviting either. Uh, Kyle Wright has obviously not really looked like himself since his return. That last bullpen uh, stint, not too shabby, but um, still I I'd, would be very hesitant to put him out there uh, as the, uh, number three starter in an NLDS. Yeah, but with so many days off during that series, they could go bullpen game or opener plus some bulk guys following. So there there will be some different options available to them in that series. And I mean there's some depth. I just I mean I know Vines and Winans a pitch well, but I just really cannot see them throwing one of those guys out for a playoff start. Yeah. And if they do my feeling is it would be Winans. He's just older, more experienced, even though the, he's a rookie. But, you know, 27 years old, he's been around the block a little bit more. I do think Winans will get a postseason spot. Just on the nature, he's he has experience both starting and relieving. And the um, the quality of his pitches, he's got two above average pitches. And it seems very rare in the length that we've been watching him that both pitches, you know, aren't working for him. Yeah, I think you could surely say he's had, what, maybe one bad start. And, then, and it's not even like a get knocked out the second inning kind of start. I mean, 
he's able to eat some innings out there and pitch decently while doing it. So I think that could be what it comes down to at the end. But I mean, I'm just not, not sure what the real other options are at this point, but you've got several guys who can go two, three innings at a pop. So we'll, we'll see how that happens. And plus you still got some guys down. Well, who were pitching for Gwinnett last week that haven't been activated yet. Uh, Daisville Hernandez, uh, Nick Anderson, Colin McHugh. Got to wonder if any of those guys fall into the mix. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens after this game if they uh, recall one of those guys. I I did go see Gwinnett on Sunday, um, and I was fortunate enough to – I saw uh, both Nick Anderson and Daisbell Hernandez pitch. And I'll be honest, I don't think either one of them were that sharp. Of the two, I actually think Hernandez looks a little bit better. Anderson really looks like he's still trying to kind of find his way – uh, his command, not really good at all. Would they recall him, give him a look at least this week? Maybe. Uh, but I, I think it'll be surprising if Anderson is, you know, in that mix a little bit. I think it'll be surprising if Hernandez is either, but, um, of the two, I thought Hernandez was a little sharper. Yeah. And I, I think the plan is just to kind of get him back in the groove for next year because he's a guy who's going to have options and they have very, very few of those guys these days. And I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be relied on to get kind of an up down kind of guy next year. They got some adaptability with him. So I I don't think he's going to be an option for this season. They've got so many other options in the bullpen, at least it's the starting rotation. We're a little more concerned about. Yeah. Uh, One player who won't be an option for either the bullpen or the rotation uh, Hurston Waldrop, who uh, did, as we suspected last week, did get the call up to Gwinnett, did make a start on Saturday, uh, looked pretty good, um, and uh, had 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 some issues with some walks, but that you know that split finger pitch would you know confounded AAA hitters just like they've confounded hitters at every level so far, and um, but the Braves um, very quickly after that start said no they were they had no plans on calling him up to Atlanta even to look at him this week and i wonder i wonder matt how much the 40 man roster crunch has to do with that i think it's got at least something to do with it uh it's interesting that alex anthopoulos was at the game on sunday and uh, mm-hmm. was in the crowd and that just lended even more fire to the speculation but i i mean i i've reviewed the 40 man roster a couple weeks ago just looking over it and there's going to be a bit of a roster crunch because there's a lot of guys on the 60-day IL that have to be activated the day after the World Series. I mean, you got guys like Ian Anderson, Waskari Noah, um, Colby Allard. I mean, there's there's a number of guys on that list, and they all get put back on the 40-man roster. I know there's – and there's not a lot of free agents on this team either, so it's going to be a bit of a crunch, especially when it comes to uh, – we got Rule 5 you got to deal with at some point and any other uh, signings they'll make in the interim. Yep. And just as an aside, while we're on the topic, um, congratulations on the following for uh, moving on up to uh, the Gwinnett Stripers in the last week. Well, we're moving on up to the east to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Luis De Avia, Herson Waldrip, Domingo Robles, Brooks Wilson, and um, Drake Baldwin. So for Deavia and Waldrip and Baldwin, it was their very first 
uh, taste a triple-A ball. Yeah, and for the most part, they acquitted themselves pretty well. I mean, the uh, in the case of Robles and De Avila, I mean, it was just kind of a spot appearance. I believe both got um, bullp- like long bullpen looks. Uh, Drake Baldwin only played, in, uh, I think, three or four games, and he performed pretty well. He had a three-hit game. He had a couple of home runs. Uh, really nice work from Mr. Baldwin. Yeah, I did see Robles came out of the bullpen in the game I was at. It was the first time I'd seen him. Um, had some trouble, uh, finding the strike zone sometimes, but, uh, good stuff. And boy, I, I didn't realize how big that guy was. He's a, he's yeah. a tall drink of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm not, I don't put a whole lot into a pitcher's first appearance at, from going from double A to triple A. I'm, I don't know if there's that many other than let's say Hurston Waldrop that have good appearances their first time out. I mean, it's kind of like the, the Tanner Gordon syndrome when you get, come up and, do horribly on your first appearance and then turn around and do much better in the second outing. It kind of like um, kind of happened with uh, Brooks Wilson last week. He came in, I think in his first appearance, he walked mm-hmm. four and allowed a run. And but his second appearance was a clean inning, uh, three up, three down and uh, pretty nice comeback for him on that. But um, hopefully we'll get to see a little more of that out of De Avila and Robles last season. Now I'm sorry, next season, if they're still with the Braves organization. Yeah. And, and Wilson, somebody that we thought might be a dark horse, I guess that for the bullpen postseason bullpen, but that's also pretty much been, uh, shot down as well. Um, so, um, what you see is what you get with this bullpen. I think, um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of surprises. I think the, like you say, the main intrigue right now is around that starting pitching and specifically around Bryce Elder and, and uh, what's going to happen with that. Uh, I still, you know, I still think Bryce Elder can do the job. Uh, just right now, he just looking at his last start, his mechanics are just off a little bit. And it's really clear that he's thinking about that a lot. And the last thing you want to do on the mound is be thinking about your mechanics. Yeah. And I looked at his walk rate last night. His walk rate's gone up for four straight months. And with his stuff, you can't be giving away free base runners. Uh, between that and his uh, grand ball rate decreasing at a steady rate uh, and can't erase those base runners, it can get pretty ugly for him very quickly. And uh, they may look at it that way for game three. It's like, okay, there's a 50-50 chance he's going to give us a solid effort, but for the 50% chance it doesn't work out, it could get pretty ugly in a hurry, and they may have to have a quick hook on him if that's the way they decide to go. Yeah, and that's how was he successful in the minors? What made him successful in the first half of the season? Uh, he never walked anybody and he got a ton of ground balls. So when he stops doing that, you get what you see now, right? So, um, here, here's hoping that they figure it out. And it did seem like maybe in the later innings of that, of that, uh, outing last night, he may have been starting to figure some things out and hopefully he'll take that over to his next start. But, uh, th- this next start for Bryce Elder is going to, going to be a big deal. Yeah, uh, it'll be against Washington this weekend. Wait, wait, I figure, I think it'll be Winans on Friday and uh, Elder either on Saturday or Sunday and uh, then it help clean, finish out the season. But yeah, it's a super important start for him. If he comes out again and gives up six runs in four innings, I think that's the end of talking about him for the postseason rotation. Yeah. And I know there were some people were questioning whether Strider would pitch again this week. He's two strikeouts away from John Smoltz's franchise record. I can't imagine they keep him away from that. And also he is also one win away from 20 wins. So it goes to show you how much I think about wins. 
<laughs> exactly. It's it's good. I mean, some people do pay attention to that. I mean, it'd be nice for him to get both marks, but I I don't know if they let him go back out there, or if they do, maybe they put him on some kind of a pitch count to get him through. Because last thing they need is something to happen to Spencer Strider right before the playoffs. All right. It'll it'll be certainly be of the, a tune up start, as they as they say. Yeah, yeah thinking around the five innings, seventy five pitch mark. Let's talk a little bit about Gwinnett's last week. Unfortunately, uh, the minor league season is now over other than a handful of uh, playoffs that are going on right now, which sadly none of the Braves affiliates are participating in. Um, but the uh, Stripers got an interesting uh, uh, series with the uh, Durham Bulls. Yeah, Durham's a very, very good team. This season, and uh, it, they showed it, especially for the first few games of the series. In the first five games, Gwinnett scored a total of six runs. Uh, and unfortunately, you're not going a whole lot of games doing that. But um, the game on Saturday, that was the really interesting game because they had uh, kind of that's the game that Hurston Waldrop started. And you got a uh, combined shutout from Hurston Waldrop, Charlie Culberson, and Dylan mm-hmm. Dodds. I wouldn't have uh, put that in my betting pool for that day, but uh, those are the three pitchers that contributed to the uh, shutout. So, I mean, nice work by those three. Uh, Dodd in particular, he was very impressive. Uh, pitched four innings, gave up just a hit, a couple of walks, and struck out seven without allowing any runs. So, it's a really nice work. And he's had a couple of good outings here recently. And I wouldn't be 100% shocked if he gets a call up uh, to get a start this weekend, but it's, it's just a possibility. Uh, on Sunday, that was the, of course, the game you attended. That they busted out for seven runs that day and won uh, seven to six. With the, especially, uh, and this is a nice way to close out the season. Justin Dean had a, an eighth inning home run. That was a three run shot, and that was the uh, game winner. So, uh, nice end of the season for uh, Justin Dean, who'd been kind of up and down between Gwinnett and Mississippi all season. Yeah, and uh, Vaughn Grissom finished that game. He, he went three for four that game, which um, and included a double, which turned out to be the Gwinnett franchise record in double. He was tied with uh, Freddie Freeman and, of course, Braves legend Ernesto Mejia uh, for the Gwinnett doubles record, and and that put him ahead. And Gwinnett all, um, and Grissom also. Um, set a new Gwinnett franchise record in on-base percentage, too, for a qualified hitter. So, um, you know, again, Vaughn Grissom with, with a tremendous season, and uh, they, they have been no indication that they plan on adding him to the postseason roster, which kind of confounds me. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, you got to have 13 position players. I don't know why he couldn't possibly get one of those spots, and if it's not him, then who is it going to be? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you got, or you're going to have a catcher. You're going to have, uh, who are the platoon of Pilar and Rosario? Uh, who else are the, oh, Forrest Wall, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and who's also, who's been pretty impressive at the big club as of late. And, uh, I'm sure he was already going to be on the postseason roster and that's kind of sealed it. Um, his ability to be on there. So I, I kind of wonder if they'll bring him in. I mean, cause the other possibility is Luke Williams. I mean, which way you want to go in the playoffs? <laughs> Right. I mean, and there's Nikki Lopez too. That, that might be. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would have said Grissom over wall, but like you said, wall's been 
playing well. He'd been with, and he's been with the club for a while now. Um, also, congratulations on Forrest Wall for his first major league home run the other day. Um, that was a lot of fun to see. It's always, it's always great when you, some, somebody hits a, hits a first like that. So, and, and it kind of capped off a, just, just a great season for a guy that was a first overall pick and just hadn't had been in the minor leagues for so long. And then uh, finally has gotten his chance here with Atlanta. Yeah. And hopefully I'll uh, stick around next season. He just kind of took over the role that Sam Hilliard had in the first part of the season. And once he got hurt, he just kind of disappeared and uh, Forrest Wall has grabbed that spot with both hands and he's not about to let it go. Yeah. And, uh, and you mentioned Charlie Culberson before. Uh, so it's pretty much official now. He, you know, Culberson talked to Dave Lazat and he pretty much made it official that, uh, he's converting to pitcher and, uh, and that's what he's going to be going forward. And we, you kind of saw this coming, you know, when he's on rosters and not hitting, uh, but occasionally coming out and pitching, you kind of figured this was happening. And, and quite frankly, Given things like his velocity and spin rate, why not? Yeah, because he could throw what, was it, 93 to 95 and some very high spin rates. I mean, and frankly, his career as an input fielder was hanging by a thread as it is. So uh, this is a way he could possibly extend his career in the next season. I listened to the same interview and it made it sound like that. I mean, they're they're the Braves are done with him being an infielder. Like, in fact, he kind of sounded a little down that he wasn't going to get that chance anymore. That He wanted to be a pitcher position player, but it sounds like Braves are just like, Hey, it's, it's, you're a pitcher. <laughs> and I think that's uh, going to be interesting going into next spring. And uh, I'm sure he'll probably, if he's still around next season, they'll be on the Gwinnett roster. So it's I mean, shaping up yes. to be an interesting bullpen, uh, especially with like Daisville Hernandez, Brooks Wilson. I'm sure others will join them that are of similar quality. Yeah. And not to mention, hopefully the, Return of guys like Tyler Matzik and uh, and maybe Whisker Yanoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Really, that's all we have. Uh, we're going to go kind of more in depth in next week when the when the Braves are going to be off. Um, we're kind of recording a little bit later this week due due to a lot of extenuating circumstances. But um, next week we'll we'll kind of go kind of more in depth and what we saw at the at the different levels. And, uh, and I think last week I also promised, um, we'll reveal the winner of the, uh, fantasy draft between me and Matt. Uh, I was starting to actually put that together and I realized it's technically not over because two people that we drafted are in the majors, actually three people that we drafted are in the majors right now and still accumulating stats. Uh, one of them (laughs) is tonight's starting pitcher for Atlanta, Darius Vines. I, I drafted him. So. Um, and then you had Forrest Wall, and uh, I had Victor Vodnik, who is in the Colorado Rockies bullpen right now. Ooh, and he's, he's probably costing me some numbers, sadly. <laughs> in the wrong direction, I believe he is a double-digit ERA at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's temporary. It's, it's, you can't, you know, so so few innings, you you can't really, you know, count that, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, one thing before we wrap up here, the, uh, the Braves did, uh, announce their Arizona Fall League, uh, contingent. And, um, it really wasn't anybody I was expecting other than maybe, uh, David McCabe, you know, but you, once you look at it, you go, okay, I can see what they're going for here. 
Yeah, it got thrown off a bit because Darius Vines was originally supposed to be part of this contingent, but um, once they started having injuries at the major league level, and obviously he's starting in Atlanta this evening, so uh, he's no longer going to be in the Arizona Fall League, and he was replaced um, Dylan. No, I'm sorry, Dylan Dog was already part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't actually yeah. replaced um, replaced uh, Vines yet, so we there may be somebody else that's going to be announced eventually. Right, but it's it's still an intriguing lineup. Um, there's a there's a couple guys that we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on over the uh, off season. It's not a bunch of oh who's that guy? They're just filling out spots, so it's it's going to be a bit on the interesting side. Yeah, like I said, Dave McKay probably is the feature player. Um, I'm going to guess he'll get most of the reps at third base. Uh, Keyshawn Augins, his room teammate, is also going to be on the team. Always good to have a, a guy in these situations that can play multiple positions. So he'll get some regular playing time. Uh, Tyler Tolve from Mississippi is going to be one of the catchers. Really thought Drake Baldwin would be one of those guys, but they elected to go with Tolve. And I think um, the Tolve thing is uh, yeah. injury-related because he missed a big chunk at the beginning of the season, and he missed – towards the end of the season with injury. So he hadn't gotten a whole lot of playing time this year. So I think that's what that's about. They just want to need want to get him some uh, reps. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, Dylan Dodd, as you mentioned before, again, missed, um, missed almost five weeks with injury kind of middle of the season. So this will kind of, um, you know, flesh out his, uh, his uh, season innings total. Uh, Brooks Wilson, again, uh, injury. Uh, so this will get him uh, more time against a uh, good opposition before heading into spring training. And then um, left-hander uh, Jake McSteen and right-hander Patrick Halligan uh, from Mississippi, um, kind of just uh, uh, bullpen guys for middle innings and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely not the guys we're going to be spotlighting. I think the, the main guys keep an eye on um, – McCabe, Ogans, and Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wilson has an excellent shot of, of having some time in Atlanta next year. And certainly Dodd does too, obviously, since he had some this year. Ogans and McCabe, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good team. They're going to, they're on the, uh, what is it? Salt River Raft, Rafters. Um, there's some good um, contingents here. The, the Detroit Tigers contingent is part of this as well. They look really strong. Pittsburgh Pirates look strong. Uh, Diamondbacks are solid. And then there's also the Rockies. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. And, and uh, a former Brave farmhand is joining them, uh, Alec Barger, um, who was right. with Mississippi before he got traded at the deadline, uh, got traded to the Rockies organization. They're sending him to Arizona. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, the uh, – the Salt River um, bullpen will have a distinct Mississippi flavor to it. All right. Anything else, Matt? Nope. I think that covers it for this week. Uh, things to look forward to, of course, when the once the Brave season wraps up, we'll start getting an – it'll be almost a solid week before they play. But I think some, there's going to be some things happening in the next few games that's going to give us an indication of who may or may not be on the postseason roster. Uh Arizona Fall League starts up on Monday, so we'll be able to uh, keep track of that. And there's going to be a few things happening here and there. Yep, sounds good. All right, hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Have a good one. No, rien de rien. No, je ne regrette rien. Ni le bien. Tout 
tient le feu Mes chagrins, mes plaisirs Je n'ai plus besoin de Balayer les amours Avec leur trémolo Balayer pour toujours Je repars à zéro Bien qu'on m'a fait, ni le mal. 